And that's why I'm never going to give you up. What's going on, everybody? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to learn how to rock more while also sucking less. In Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson. In Greensboro, North Carolina, this is Dan Ray. That got melodic. I don't know. That was. I don't know where that. I was doing kind of a bleep blorp. I don't know. <laughs> sometimes you know you just have a day so i mean i've been working all weekend not the way that lover boy is talking about Mm. but they're more like right i'm working the way that like pink floyd is talking about ticking away the moments of make up your doll day yeah i've been hanging on in quiet desperation Mm. for a while at least for this weekend yeah but there's been some bright spots and some dark spots we'll get into the dark ones Mm. but one of the things we we did yesterday because i was (laughs) forced to sit in front of a computer uh is we had a, ourselves a nice little patreon happy hour and got to hang out with some folks that was fun uh, yeah it was great so uh that's where i'm at so far how about you you know um had a rehearsal today for the show that's next week we're bringing in this show will probably be at least a quarter maybe a third new material and we, we're committed that the next few shows are going to be like that so we did not have the full house of band there i'm going to spend a little time on zoom with uh bassist uh sometime this week to walk through some of those new things but they were her suggestion of most of them so she she'll know them well nice. i think we're pretty much ready to go we're finally finally laying in some of the obligatory ones we're doing jenny we're doing jesse's girl we're like laying in some of the ones that you just i don't know what you'd say that we just haven't done them we just haven't done them well so it's interesting you say that because like we as uh as an 80s band have never played jenny really i've played it in other bands and i've covered it in other groups it's just never been one that's like been the top of the list for some reason right. i don't know right to me, it feels just like one of those, like, it's not my favorite. It's not my favorite. But uh, I, like, I understand people do it. I like the riff a lot. I think it's uh, nostalgic enough. It'll hit It'll hit hard on that measure. So we'll see. I don't know. We're not committed to keeping any of these necessarily, but we'll, we'll try it. Well, good. I'm not sure if we're having rehearsal this week. So for those of you who have been keeping tabs on the uh, the saga that is this Friday the 13th show, it is off again. Oh. There's been, a, there was apparently a bit of miscommunication with us and the the venue owner and um we had literally started posting we've been we created the artwork for the flyer and started teasing it out in like the ig grid style layout and i posted two of those before the guy was like hey uh it's not gonna work and so i had to pull all of that stuff off and it's pretty frustrating yeah now even with the disappointment that comes with that whole situation we are probably going to work with them again because frankly they've got a great venue and it's in the part of town that we want to be in so we're just trying to figure out the next move one thing that i've been teasing about that is apparently moving forward is we got an offer to uh go and do an early morning kickoff session for like a corporate event it's in greenville south carolina which is very far away from greensboro north carolina it is where dan lives yep uh, which is very confusing, especially to my wife, who's like, by Dan, and I'm like, no. Well, still it's no. worse than that. There's also a Greenville, North Carolina. See? Yeah. It gets really confusing. Yeah, it's a mess. So it's a situation where they're like, hey, well, you need to come in on the day before. It's a weekday thing uh, because we want you to start like 7.45 a.m. And we want you to play for like 30 minutes and then 15 minutes at the end of this thing. And um, the budget, I'm not at liberty to talk about quite yet. But it's about double, nearly triple what we normally charge. Wow. And we're not in charge of anything other than backline and our in-ears. Everything else is being provided. Nice. So that contract went out. So I I feel fairly comfortable talking about it. And, you know, things have been moving and grooving and we've got stuff. I sent some stuff out for like middle of next year and like things are are good. Now, this Friday 13th falling out 
is a bummer, but it's also a bit of a a bit of a blessing because we had that weekend was going to be for me, it was gonna be three shows with three different bands in the course of 24 hours. And now it's only two of those, which gives us more time to prep for them, which is not a bad thing. So between that and all the other things, uh, things are going well. I think we're, we've got a, we've got a band meeting in the cards. I think it's time to sit down and be like, all right, this is where we are. This is where I think we're going, see whatever, where everybody is and figure out what, uh, the next steps might be. That's good. And that's where we're at. Okay. So let's see, as far as housekeeping stuff goes, we have gotten a couple more inquiries about the band coaching Mm -hmm. that is still going to be open. I feel like we do that first one and then I feel like the rest of them will get a lot of sure. a lot of interest yeah. after that. Yeah. So not too worried about that. We've got to get that going. And I don't know if you guys have been keeping count, but Dan and I are realizing that we're rapidly approaching episode 300. Mm-hmm. I mean, the amount of things that I've done 300 times is not very high. Right. The fact that this is one of them is pretty crazy. It's awesome, yeah. So we're trying to come up with like a big, big thing. And I don't want to hold, I don't want you guys to hold us to it because while we are taking big swings, you know, we, we only have so much control over yeah. where those balls land. We've taken I a couple of big swings so far, nothing's connected. But, you know, we're optimistic. Yeah. If nothing else. Yeah. Speaking of optimism, let's get into review time. Excellent. This one, five-star review, Apple Podcasts. It says, fantastically awesome. Oof. I mean, off to a great start. Yeah. Two down-to-earth dudes talking about making your band better with a great achievable advice. Always get pumped when the next episode hits my queue. Also, the show is now surrounded by a community in which cover band folks can bring their questions and ideas without fear of being judged by music snobs. My favorite pod, Rock On Guys. And that was uh, from Charlie, whose uh, name is Doozle in the Apple podcast. Okay. So Thank big you, thanks to Charlie and his band Mercy and Maine for the kind words. If you want to hear your band mentioned on the show, leave us a five-star review. It's the easiest thing to do. And I think uh, that puts us where we want to be yeah. as far as um, pre-show talky stuffy goes. Yep. Yep. I will say, I just, because Charlie said it, I am super proud of the community we've got around this, uh, around this pod and around the content we're creating. It's, um, absolutely. you know, that it's a safe space for people to come with questions is just very satisfying. Well, and I think honestly, it's something that we, I feel like we talk about it all the time is that it's a safe space for people to lament because <laughs> there's yeah. a lot of lamentations yeah. in this business and the idea that you can just lay bare what you've got going on is uh it's nice to be able to have a community of people who are not only willing to hear you out but like yeah i know exactly what that feels like yep. and that part's super relatable oh and while we were talking about that i totally forgot the other thing that happened this week is i got my pointy boy all sorted right i'm not sure if you saw the pictures but I did. i've got the yeah. um the explorer now has the open geared hip shot tuners with the um the ump the universal mounting plate mm. those are i mean they're rock solid it's also the the tuning pegs are smaller so it's way easier to like tune it now nice because it's really hard to like get your fingers up in there and then because i'd already done that i was like well you know if we're going for it let's go for it so put the uh the speed knobs nice there on top of the because i don't know if this is even in in the shot yeah. this uh this middle one is a um coil tap Sweet. And it's way easier to hit that with these knurled metal knobs sure. than with the old top hats. Cool. So because the next show that I've got coming up is that warp show, besides a solo thing that I got, is it this? It might no, it's not. It might be this week. I think it might be on Wednesday. Anyway. <laughs> you'll want to find that out. That'll be the next yeah. show. But yeah, I've got this guy set up, ready to go for uh, for the next warp show, which is Saturday the 14th after Friday the 13th. There you go. So as far as like what we want to talk about this week is um, 
one of those situations where something happened on TikTok that was actually interesting enough to talk to people outside of that particular application. This whole thing started when I made a video talking about Aerosmith canceling their shows for the next 30 days because their third gig into this big farewell tour, Steven Tyler suffered a, a vocal injury. Yeah. And so they're off the road for 30 days while he recovers. And one thing, this is not the topic, but something I had not considered. So he suffered a, a vocal hemorrhage, like one of his vocal folds started bleeding. Yeah. I was like, that's really hard to do. And somebody was like, it's actually not, especially when you're on NSAIDs or blood thinners. So oh. that was kind of scary because like, I don't know how many times I've showed up to a gig where I've taken Tylenol or whatever, but apparently if you're on NSAIDs, blood thinners, or those kinds of medications, your likelihood of experiencing that kind of injury is exponentially higher, which wow. is pretty scary. Yeah. So uh, just keep that in mind while you're out gigging. Because I know most of us, not being the spring chickens that we we once were, uh, have grown reliant on those kinds of things yeah. to make uh, our performances less unenjoyable. Yeah, we'll say. Yeah, the trade off, of course, is we all needed one more thing to worry about. Right. So the the side part of that, somebody made some comment about lip syncing, and I was like, "You're like, oh, you don't want to go and see a band lip syncing." I was like, "Odds are you've already done it, yep. and you don't even know." Right. And then the thing that really set the whole thing off was. Somebody complaining about people using teleprompters hmm. on stage. And it's no secret, like we all have talked about this particular topic a number of times. Yeah. And so I was like, I don't see why that bugs you. Like it's just, it's it's a tool like anything else. And in the process of having this conversation, Edward McCain chimes in, which, you know, always adds a level of credibility to the conversation. I refer to him as Mr. Color Them Wonderful. I thought that was a funny mm. nickname, but nobody... I'm just trying to get the likes. I, I thought it was clever. Nobody said anything. Wow. Mr. Color, them wonderful himself. But anyway, in that kind of back and forth, somebody was like, well, why is it okay? Or why is it like required that guitar players and bass players and drummers memorize their parts, but singers have such a hard time? And in the process of trying to like justify my stance on this, <laughs> I fell in this entire rabbit hole of brain function in relation to performing. And the um, the mechanics and the brain science around musical performance is fascinating stuff. Yeah. It's it's very nerdy, but I feel like it's a cool topic to uh, to discuss on the show. Okay. So, what are your thoughts on this whole situation? As far as like, you're a guitar player, you're a singer, you are a guitar player who sings. Which one do you feel is less challenging to recall at a moment's notice? I think that the most challenging thing is lyrics for me, right? I usually, um, I'm beyond in guitar playing having to think too much about the mechanics of having a sound that happens in my head come out of the PA. That's in my bones. Um, same thing vocally, right? I can hit any note I can hit. I can hit it without having to work my way there pretty much. But the <laughs> lyrics that start the third verse of whatever it is we're doing right now, yeah, maybe, maybe not always super reliable for me to have that right at the tip of my tongue. I often feel like we're the we're we're playing the songs that everyone knows the chorus to, and I'm the only guy in the room who knows the verses. Yeah. So that's fair. You know, and I have no shame at all about using memory aids for things like that. You know, I'm I'm off book on my band helper app as much as I can be, which is a lot. Uh, but I, I always have it there. I have a page turner pedal that I'm always keeping up on the app with where we are in the song just because I don't have to hunt if I need it. 
but a lot of times I'm just paging through it and not really looking because I, I know what I'm doing in this particular tune. But the two, three, four times a night it saves my bacon, it's worth doing that. Yeah, and I mean, I feel like everybody's got their own way of doing things and everybody's got their own tricks on how I keep this thing working. And for me, I find that if I if I don't try to be off book, I won't ever get off book. True, yes. There's kind of that whole situation where yeah. if you don't try to commit it to memory, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. But it's it's an interesting situation because in the process of learning the concepts around memory recollection for those two things, it turns out that the recalling lyrics for singing and recalling data for playing is is actually coming from different parts of the brain, mm. like totally. And what it really boils down to is that playing your instrument actually lights up more sections of the brain than like recalling song lyrics does. Mm -hmm. And a part of that is you're spreading the bandwidth across, you know, multiple areas. So for guitar specifically, you've got the auditory center, the motor center, you've got the prefrontal cortex, which is playing decisions. Mm -hmm. So that would be where your improvisational yeah, stuff comes from. Function, they call that, right? Yeah. Temporal and occipital lobe, which is sound and visual processing. And then the hippocampus, which is for onboarding new things that then are later committed to long-term memory. It's also where hipp um, hippos go to, eat the, to go to college on the, yep, on the hippocampus. That is also true. That's a great joke. And nobody's ever said that joke. I know. And um, yeah, science bears it out. Completely original to me. Yeah. It's true. The thing for me is that if I'm doing one or I'm doing the other those particular exercises feel totally different to me because when i'm just focused on singing it feels like um well it's like acting it's like you know reciting poetry whatever it's literally just i've got this line of words that i've ingested and then my job is to just push that information back out which is just repetition and memorization and that kind of thing whereas Learning a, a song on guitar feels like math. It's more about numbers and patterns yep. versus like, let's say English or language arts for, for singing. And it's just an interesting thing because like as a person who sucked at math because I had ADHD, but I, I actually think in math almost more than anything else, hmm. just because that things make sense to me that way. Yeah. I'm always looking for patterns and stuff. And pattern recognition apparently is a symptom or a superpower that ADHD people have, huh. which is cool, but it drives my wife nuts because like we're watching a movie. I'm like, he's the killer. And it's like 10 minutes in <laughs> because you just, you're used to the tropes. And so like, I'm always looking for, yeah. I'm trying to connect the dots and that kind of thing. But where the rubber really meets the road, where it gets really interesting is when you are standing there doing both of those things simultaneously. Right. So when you are fronting the group and you're doing the thing, which one do you feel like you're actively concentrating on? So when I'm playing guitar and singing, for the most part, my guitar playing, I might need to think about it some as I'm starting a song up, as I'm sort of pulling it from deeper memory. But before we're a couple times around the, the riff of it, it's muscle memory. and I'm not thinking about it anymore for the rest of the song. When you're singing, is it like a thing where if you can get the train out of the station, like you're okay? Sometimes. Or sometimes I'll find myself pulling the line from the second verse up into the third or, you know, I'll, I'll find myself word salading the lines of the, the verses or whatever. But very rarely does singing go on muscle memory for me. Usually I'm, I'm working to emote. I'm working to communicate. And, and I generally find that I stay pretty present in my vocal performance while my hands 
check with me in 10 minutes. I will have thought about my hands like twice. Yeah. And I feel like we were talking about this before we went live. It's the the moment that you start to think about oh, the yeah. thing that you don't normally think about. Yeah. You're done. It's gone. Like you're toast. Yeah. I was talking with, with Amber about this earlier because she's primarily on stage. She's singing. That's what she's right. she's doing. Right. And for her, it is a thing where like, if you can just give her the first word or two, the train g- can leave the station and she's good to go. Right. And so for some people, when I've had to kind of onboard songs really quickly, I made a video about this a couple... It was maybe end of last year, where I got asked to do The Day I Tried to Live, that uh, Soundgarden song for a Chris Cornell tribute. And I had like four days to really like line this thing up. And I was only set to do just the singing part. And for me, it was, if I could get the first five words out of any of the verses, I was okay. And so that's where I was really drilling down on the beginning of each of those things. Because if I could start it, I could finish it. Yeah. Because typically, if you are having to think about the lyrics, the lyrics go somewhere so if you can start that phrase you're able to tell the rest of the story because sure. it's it's already it's already in there right but while i'm doing that yeah my hands are just doing whatever the hell my hands are doing yeah i'm not yeah that's not me playing that i'll tell you one one place i'm really struggling with that right now i'm working on getting smooth with the original solo to hello by lionel richie yep one of the most beautiful solos ever put to tape and i mostly have the moves of it but the challenge of course is i'm singing it too and lionel comes back into the last chorus and the solo continues under him a bit yep and so i'm i'm working to get all that to happen at once and the phrase he sings over top of is a repetition from earlier in the solo and then but that walk up is syncopated right so you're doing the hello is it me you're looking for and it's boop 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 yeah while you're doing this very like lyrical flowy oh man yeah that's not actually that that isn't the part i'm struggling with it's about really it's about coming back into the hello like right on the beat while uh, yeah while you're doing it right in the middle of that it comes back into that hello and if i can nail that then i have no trouble doing that syncopated arpeggio bit that ends the solo but really nailing that vocal entry mid phrase in the in the guitar solo is really hurting my brain it's really it's tough that being said, aren't you grateful that it doesn't happen during that really fast run of octaves? Blam, 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 blam. gorgeous. The reality is I might simplify the second half of that to not be octaves actually yep. on the stage. We'll see. We'll see. I, I can't quite get the you, bottom half of that run smooth. Not yet. Anyway, I'm, I'm still working. I just put an octaver on the, on the quad oh, cortex. Smart thinking. That's the way I think I just solved your problem. You might Done. have. Yeah. Boom. But yeah, it's it's so funny because well, the other thing about that that I struggle with if I'm the only guitar player on a gig is the transition from the I'm focusing on singing to I'm focusing on guitaring. Mm-hmm. So like that particular song, you've got this little window where you're done singing uh-huh. to prep for that guitar solo to start. Yes. The one that really always, 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 always kicks my butt is the guitar solo for Jesse's Girl. Mm. because the transition is like it's literally you don't even have a, a bar you have a count so it's why can't i find a woman like that do 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 and you got to be right in the right in the zone that's where i always have a hard time when i'm i'm having to shift gears from one responsibility to the other yeah and it comes in on something a little bit atonal and angular i blame neo geraldo for all of my problems sure fair he's pretty much yeah they're all they're all bad because of him right 
so yeah, I think it's just it's a really fascinating thing, and I th- and and you you brought up another good point about the um, melodic component versus the rhythmic component. And as a person who primarily sings while playing guitar, the moments where I have had to sing while playing bass, very different story. Sure, because the thing that you are focusing on totally shifts. Yes, you've got less going on 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 this hand for the most part, and by this hand, I'm talking about the left hand because. You guys aren't necessarily watching this. Uh, but the fretting hand, you're doing less work because you're 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 holding the roots down for the most part. But the rhythmic component is always focusing on what the kick is doing, which is something that guitar players don't do right. typically. I don't focus on that at all for the most part. And the idea that you would be playing things that are against the rhythmic delivery of the vocals, which is pretty much the norm yeah. for everything, unless you're playing like diamonds on the on the roots or that kind of thing yeah well how i've always thought about this is vocals and bass are both melodic instruments yep guitar is basically percussion right i mean it's when you're a rhythm guitarist it's just rhythm there's nothing there's no melody to think about it but having two melodies happening at the same time in your head very difficult so that's why i've always found bass playing and singing at the same time to be i mean i never mastered it it's it's a big challenge that was one of like the funnest thing about playing bass when I was in that original group power trio, my job was like, I was playing bass and doing harmonies for the most part. Yeah. So everything is harmony, huh. everything. Yeah. You're trying to do counterpoint on the bass line so that, you know, you're not just following what the guitar is doing all the time. And then you're also doing like intervals and stuff over top of like, it's so much work, but from a creative standpoint, your brain is just like firing and all, yeah. like all over the place. Yeah. It's cool. You're actually, it's a lot of, it's a lot of fun. You're kind of capturing the bottom and the top of the chord. That's neat. Yeah. yeah, I know that it's fun to to dunk on bass players like they're not as competent musicians as other people. But like, frankly, being a singing bass player is the most challenging yeah. gig that I've ever done. For sure. You know, chops aside, it's just like the amount of bandwidth that you've got to dedicate to doing those two jobs at the same time is just uh, astronomical. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've never I've never gigged that position, but I've tr- I've tried it out some, and it's not easy. It's fun. Yeah. I'd go back to playing bass in a heartbeat. Cool. And each, like, if somebody's like, hey, can you play? I'd like, yes, let's play bass. Let's go. Because everything else is less work. <laughs> you know, you show up with less gear. Yeah. You plug your two things in, you're done. Yep. Uh, man, that's great. But everything else is way more work. Yeah. Well, that's, that's pretty much it. Brains are fascinating. This is your brain and, on music. And we're geniuses. Yeah. I think that's really what I wanted to hammer home. Oh, for sure. Is yeah. No, you were you were, a, you were a mental athlete. 100%. Yeah. My hair looks ridiculous. I'm just noticing that. Well, anyway, I'm getting my hair cut. Well, I've, I've, I've this for the I've, pod, but yes. Listen, I was trying to grow it out and uh, I'm giving up. Okay. You know, some people you're like, all right, I just got to get through this auger part. Nope. I'm not going to do it. It's like, all. I'm just going to go part. back to, it is. It's like, you look terrible, 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 terrible. A year goes by. Oh, your hair is cool. Right. I, I'm not willing to sit through that. I, I, I used the if first it, year of the pandemic for that. And yep. then it did get kind of cool. And then I was like. No, it makes me sad every time I look at it. I can't go on like this. It's <laughs> Listen, if it dropped 20 degrees tomorrow, I could probably make it work. Because if I was just in beanie season, like oh, overnight, all hats. done. Sure. All hats. But we're not quite there yet. It's going to be back in the freaking 80s again this week. I'm over it. Yeah. So in conclusion, your brain is great and you should put a hat on it to keep it warm <laughs> so that you can you can do the things you need to do. Yeah. I, I mean, what better summary could there be? Wrap it up. That's the show. All right, folks, that's going to do it for this week. Thanks so much for tuning in. We could do this without you, but it's way more fun because you're here. If you'd like to support the show, join the Patreon, leave a review, or do any of the other stuff that Mike's about to tell you. 
Otherwise, I'll go ahead and call it for this week. In Atlanta, Georgia, I am Adam Johnson. In Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Wright. You have been listening to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast for the week of September 22nd, 2023. Hey, everybody. It's Mike Schulte from the worst name band in America, the Pork Tornadoes. I listen and love this show, and apparently you do too, because you made it this far. No one makes it this far, but you did, which means that you owe Adam and Dan. This podcast is free, and you consume it to its fullest. It's time to pay up. Here's three things you need to do. A, you have to leave them a review on your podcast platform. You're already in the app. Click five stars right now. Write some words. Done. While you're there, share this episode to a fellow musician. There's a share icon on your podcast app. Text it to him and say, you need to listen to this. You need to get better. You're not a good musician. This will help you. Two, you have to follow them on your social media platforms. YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Go find them and follow. And D, everything I just said is free and it's the least you can do. But here's where you can really support you. Join the Patreon. This is where you can actually support this podcast that you cherish so much. A small monthly donation gets you access to the Slack channel, which is the best place to be if you're a musician who wants to take your band to the next level. You have some of the best musicians giving advice and helping you out. And it's just a great overall community do it i'm serious do it now do all these things or else the pork tornadoes will come to your town book a show the same night as your band at a different bar i'm serious we'll do it 